Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Simple Kicking Show. Today is Thursday, April 8th. And before we get into the show with Thomas Fletcher, let's hear about Big Game USA. Big Game manufactures footballs for many high school and top college programs. And the cool thing is they're made right here in Dallas, Texas. I've been kicking this football for a really long time, and it's been consistent for me every time. And I know what's going to happen with this football. When I'm over the spot, all I'm focusing on is the swing to produce it and the target I'm aiming at. To receive 10% off your order, please go to BigGameUSA.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click Kicker Footballs. Again, that's Simple Kick 2021 for 10% off your kicking football order. How, how, you, how you get through life and how, like, kind of what I've learned as I've matured in college and matured in the sport is the way that you are successful in life is how you handle that difficulty. It's not how you handle the good stuff. Like, a lot of people can handle the good stuff, but what you deal with that challenges you, those are the people that are successful in life, the people who are capable of dealing with stuff like that. And so, like, I mean, it's... You have to be a defensive pessimist in this game, and you have to prepare for, you know, worst-case scenario and everything, but, you know, if if it takes time, it, it takes time. But if it takes two years to get in and I play for another 15, like, those two years are more than worth it. You know? A two-time national champion stops by the show to share what it takes to get to the next level. If you're a high schooler or college player, this episode is for you. Lee, hit the theme. Welcome to Simple Kicking with your host, James Harrison. Thomas Fletcher was the long snapper at the University of Alabama. I will not say the two words that succeed that university's name, but I'll say welcome to the Simple Kicking Show. Thank you for having me, man. I'm glad to be on here. So I had one of your homies, your former teammate, Will Reichert, on the show, and Will told me a little story when number two Alabama was playing number one Georgia at home. There's about a little less than a minute left in the first half. What ended up happening? Tell your side of the story. Yeah, so I, I'm i pretty sure they scored against us. I don't remember that part super clearly, but we got the ball back or we stopped them and we had it. And, you know, we were on our half of the 50. I mean, we were pretty well backed up, but our offense was – you know, as, as good as any offense has ever been. And so I went over to Will and told him just, you know, based off of <clears throat> the situation and having been in it before that, you know, we're probably going to drive down and try and kick a field goal here. So, you know, if you want to go hit balls in the net or you want to get like a snap timing down on the sideline, like we should do that. But we're going to stand down, you know, at the kick line, probably the 35 or the 36 and just wait on it, wait on it, wait on it. And as they drive down, if we get the opportunity, we're going to try and take a field goal here. And so uh, it ended up happening. You know, offense got us down to, I believe, the 34. I think they're at the 34. Maybe a little deeper. I don't know. It was a long kick. Uh, But we went out to kick the field goal and 
Coach Smart iced us, and this was a big game from a specialist perspective because we were we were very tight with the special teams coordinator at Georgia uh, on a personal level, for sure. And so, you know, we wanted to perform well, and obviously, you know, you try and put your team in a position to win the game. And so we went out to kick it. We got iced. We came over to the sideline, and, you know, I went over to Will and kind of gave him – I don't think he remembers this because he was, you know, doing the kicker thing. Once you get in that position, I mean, you're, you know, smoking mirrors. You don't see anything else. And – was like, you know, basically, like, you know, in, in, in less uh, explicit words, let's make this kick. And, you know, we went out and Will did what Will does, and he drilled it, man, 52-yarder, and it, it flipped the momentum of the game. You know, that's the thing that, from his perspective, you know, I think he saw that he made the kick, and, like, he was happy he made the kick, and he was excited and everything, and the teammates were excited for him, but from a momentum perspective, which is, you know, a huge thing that special teams can control, which is, you know, flipping the energy of the stadium in a lot of ways, especially at the end of a half, at the end of a quarter, when you need a big kick, when you get iced and stuff like that. And so, I mean, we were, we were about to go in the locker room and just tear each other apart for how we had played in the first half. But, you know, the Will Reichard kick kind of flipped everything. And it was like, Hey, this is, this is us. Let's go win this game. So that was, that was huge for, for Will. And, you know, I couldn't be more, more proud of him and who he's become and, you know, who he was in that game for sure. Fantastic kid, fantastic human being. It's funny that you say that that kick flipped the script of the game. It flipped the energy of the game. I've played in a exact same situation at Bryant Denny stadium where number one LSU was playing number two, Alabama night game, prime time the smallest pieces of the game shift you know the entire stadium 100,000 people when we played Clemson in the Sugar Bowl in 20 it was my freshman year so 2017 the year that we beat Georgia in the national championship the opening kickoff JK put the ball on the numbers on the goal line and they started trying to bring it out and Trayvon Diggs ran around, bent the corner, trimmed the fat, like trim the fat is the term, but trim the fat came across and lit up whoever the returner was. And I can tell you the game was over right then, like immediately off rip, you know, just from our sideline and their reaction and our fans and everything that was going on, you can feel it. I mean, it's definitely an energy based thing. You can feel when a stadium is, is behind you and you can feel when your team is behind that energy and your team is a part of that energy. And you know, I very vividly remember, especially because I was at such a young age and I hadn't experienced anything quite like that before on a stage like that before. But after that opening kickoff, ball game. When we played Notre Dame this year, same thing. Kickoff, Will hit a wonderful ball, started coming out, and then I believe it was Josh Job just split the defenders, knocked the dude out, game over, done. Like, it's our game, we're here to play, that type of thing. So it, it, it is, especially from a from a special teams perspective, the effect that you can have on a game, you probably don't realize it when it's happening, but when you look back, you can feel when that momentum flips and that it flipped because of, you know, what your what your unit did. You understand the momentum. You've played in big games. Will described you as a mentor. Like you were the captain of special teams at the University of Alabama. Yeah, I uh and I've told this story before, you know, I, I, I wanted to be a leader, not only in the specialist group, but on the team itself, because in 2018, 
when we lost to Clemson in the national championship in California, it was the most embarrassing game that I've been a part of as an amateur athlete, like not even, not even close. And I was standing on the sideline and watching everything happen and was kind of realizing, you know, this feeling of hopelessness in a lot of ways. And the fact that I knew I couldn't go on the field and do anything miraculous to flip the momentum of the game. Like I can't go score a touchdown. I can't go cause a turnover. Like it's just not the reality of the position because at the end of the day, your job is very simple. It is to do your job. And, you know, I kind of realized in the days reflecting after that game that the best bet that I had to put everybody else in a good position and put us in a better position to win games down the road was to have a positive effect on the people who could do miraculous things. And so I kind of went to Coach Saban and, and got his blessing to do that. And one of his words of wisdom, or one of his many words of wisdom, was in order to lead the team, you first have to be able to lead yourself. And after you lead yourself, you first have to be able to lead, you next have to be able to lead the specialist unit. You have to lead your core group of guys. And that combined with the fact that You know, I had been a freshman before, I had been a young guy before, I had gone through the same things that Will was going through, and it gave me the perspective to know what I would have wanted to hear from an older guy, what advice would have helped me, what would have put me in a better position if somebody would have come over, put their arm around me and told me, you know, which way to go on one thing, when I was here, this is what I did, and it didn't work, here's what you should do, that type of thing, and you know, Will... Will is as much a brother to me as he is a teammate. Like, I love that kid to death and could not be more proud of, of who he is, both as a person and as a kicker. I mean, he's cannot say enough about Will. Yeah, man, you're, you're talking about having, like, brotherly advice. But, and I'm not trying to make this about Will, but I, I want people to understand, Will was coming off a pretty tough hip injury. This is not just some new kid off the block who's highly recruited coming in with a big chip on his shoulder. No, this is actually quite the opposite where someone may not, you know, he didn't even have confidence in his health at that point. So he was probably at a low point in his life and he still called you a mentor. Yeah, he, he went through a lot, man. I mean, he, you talk about a high and a low. I mean, he came out of high school as one of the best high school kickers that anybody had ever seen, you know, from a coaching perspective or from, you know, a specialist guru perspective. And you know, he got knocked, knocked off the pedestal a little bit. He, he certainly did. And it, it happens to all of us in one way or another, but Will's was significant to say the least. And when you have the confidence in your guy to figure it out, which everybody did in Will just because of who he is, it's easy to go to a guy like that who is at their lowest point and be like, you're good. Like brother, I've been a lot, I've been around a lot of people who do what you do and you are better than those people that do what they do. So you're going to be fine. Just trust it. Like it's, it's a pretty gruesome injury. It's not going to heal itself overnight, but the best thing that you can do for yourself is to be in the position for when it is healed. It looks like you were never hurt. And that's exactly what he did. I mean, he came back the next year and did not miss a single kick didn't skip a beat, you know, because that's, that's who he is. And I knew that's who he was. And the coaching staff knew that's who he was. We just needed to get him to believe that in himself. And it turned out that he did. And he had 
you know, the, the best year of any specialist that I've personally played with, especially in comparison to what he went through the year before. So this is Thomas Fletcher. He was the long snapper at the University of Alabama for the past couple of years, won a handful of national championships, one hand on his body sags lower than the other because it's full of you know jewelry of between SEC championships and national championship hardware. Um, it's Masters week. And earlier in pre-show, you said a key word, which was caddy. How are you a caddy for kickers and punters in your career? And how do you think that's going to help you at the next level? Uh, I, I think you, you, the snapper and the holder have to be, it's a caddy type relationship with the kicker because as a kicker, I mean, you're going through a lot. I mean, you know it, like when you're going to have to kick a field goal, like as much as you want to simplify it, it's a lot going on. I mean, we talked about the energy in the stadium. Like you feel that just as much as anybody, as much as anybody wants to say that, like, you know, you go into a different zone or whatever. I mean, you're still doing one of the hardest jobs in all of sports in front of a lot of people playing against a lot of really, really good players and stuff. And so it is amazing the effect that nobody's saying anything to you versus your snapper coming over to you and being like, Hey, if we're inside the 15, we're probably going to go tackle over here. Just, you know, punch it through, man. No win. Like you're good. You got it. Let's go. We do this all the time. It's exactly what you say to your guy in practice. And when he hears it in practice and drills kicks and then hears it in the game, you know, the next thing he does is drill the kick and it, it, it helps guys in numerous ways. Like, cause I know that because JK Scott came to me before my first punt at Alabama when we were playing Florida state, number one versus number three, it was the first game in the new stadium in Atlanta. And like, you know, I mean, I was like, you know, jazz and excited and whatever. And he comes over and he's like, Hey, just throw it on my hip and, and hit somebody. I was like, word <laughs> and went out and, and, and did it. You know, it's, I mean, you, you guys have to, to be there for each other and you have to want to see each other be successful. And you want, when you want to see each other be successful, you start to find out, you know, what, what makes guys tick? You know, what makes like for Will, I can go to Will and be like, nobody in the stadium thinks you can make this kick and he'll hit it from 65 yards. Like, you know, it's just something that for him is like, really? Oh, okay. And he'll go out and, you know, I mean, hit a 35 yard field goal, five feet above the uprights. So, so let's take a step back. How do you even get to Alabama? Do you get a scholarship coming out of high school? And does Alabama give scholarships to long snappers? I think the past four long snappers have all been on scholarship. But Cole Mazza and I, the past two, like Car Carson Tinker set the groundwork by all means in, you know, helping the organization realize the significance of having a good snapper and having a snapper for a long period of time, especially Carson and the fact that, you know, he was a leader and he was – you know, the human being that he was and is and continues to be. And so Cole Mazza got offered a scholarship out of high school to come to Alabama. And then, you know, I mean, how it works with specialists, just every four years they look for the next guy. And, you know, I was I was blessed enough to be in a good position and, you know, get offered a scholarship uh, going into my senior year of high school. I believe it was June of 2016, maybe. I think it was June of 2016. Um, but yeah, got offered a scholarship out of high school and pretty easy decision and came here and was, you know, obviously enjoyed a lot of, a lot of team success over the past four years. 
you've learned a lot in the last four years. What would you tell a kid? Yeah, long snapping. I mean, you're going to snap a lot of footballs. Like you're going to snap more footballs than you've ever snapped in your entire life. And it is vital to understand the fact that to a coach practice, and it should be to you is what I'm saying. I didn't understand this when I got to school, but practice is just as, if not more important than the game. So don't think that you're going to be able to go into practice and be like, oh, I'm working on this. I'm working on that. Oh, I'm trying to figure this out and do this different. That's not how it works because when a coach is watching you do what you do, he is trying to picture it in his head. If I put this guy in a game today and we had to play a game today, does he put us in a good, in the best possible position to win that game? Or is it another guy that does that? And so just understand the importance of you are being evaluated all the time the way that you stand on the sideline is being evaluated the way that you go through flex before practice is being evaluated they want to find out everything that they can find out about you before they trust you enough to put you in a game that means as much to them as anybody you know and so just i think that that's the biggest thing is like treat everything the way that you treat a game treat your workouts the way that you treat a game when you're snapping with your holder and your punter and your kicker in the off season just in shorts and a t-shirt treat it like a game because before you know it it is going to be a game and if you want to be the guy who's doing it at the highest level that it's done which is on the field in the sec on saturdays treat everything like a game okay final question at Alabama, we talk about national championships. We talk about the process. We see Coach Saban getting everybody fired up. or That's the brand that fits the Alabama program. Is there any fun that you guys have as specialists, or is there any games that you guys play? Well, first of all, winning is fun, uh, and we did a lot of that. Uh we would play punk golf, which I involved myself in because it was, you know, I mean, it, it, anybody who hasn't done it, that's about as, as fun as it gets at a division one football practice. But, you know, we would stand on one end of the field and be like, Hey, that light pole par five, like looking into the wind, like talking to each other and stuff. And so, you know, punt the ball and whoever gets it down there, like, you know, and it was always the biggest thing was, like if you were going to putt quote unquote, could you pick it up and roll it? Or did you have to kick it off the ground or did you have to actually drop kick it? And like that rule changed every day, depending on, you know, who wanted to do what. And like, you know, we would argue about it and whatever, but like, no punk, punk golf there. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of bloodshed in, in uh punk golf. Punk, call, punk golf is a fun game that Joe Sterniolo, he's the kicking coach at Westminster high school in Atlanta and that's where there's some origins in, in punt golf and we see guys on Instagram like Jake Bailey pay, playing punt golf and Presley Harvin who's joined the simple kicking show talk a little bit about punt golf so that's a lot of fun to to hear that you've played the game um okay last question that I want to have and I know I already said last question but I'm going to pull up this clip from um your your Twitter so stand by one second love you brother being away from our families, everything we gave up was for this. It's for this moment right here. We get to live the rest of our lives as national champions forever. Thank you. Roll Tide. I love all of you. So that was 
obviously that's on the field after the national championship in Miami this past year. Um, and I was just kind of like when, when you win a game like that, you're a little bit in a daze. Uh, <clears throat> and you know, we're all walking around crying, hugging each other, telling each other how much we love each Like the, the feeling of accomplishment when you win a game like that far surpasses anything else that a lot of us will ever experience in our lives. I mean, it's, especially everything we went through, like I spoke about in the video of not being around our families, not being around our friends, having to quarantine for the better part of, you know, seven or eight months. And then you realize the feeling of accomplishment and the fact that, I mean, we did it, man. I mean, everything that we set out to do, like we, we accomplished, we didn't lose a football game. Like it's, it's really, really hard to do that, to go through a whole year and you don't lose to anybody that you play. And we played, you know, 11 SEC teams and University of Notre Dame and, you know, Ohio State University, and we, we beat all of them. And we accomplished that goal that we had set for ourselves. And so I was just kind of walking around and, you know, you can see me in that video hugging Butch Jones, like telling Jaleel that I love him and everything. And like, as I was walking off, one of our video guys said, hey, Fletch, and turned around and he had the camera sitting there. And, you know, I had to kind of take a take a second and gather myself and just, you know, like sounds cliche, but kind of speak from the heart a little bit, you know, until, because the amount of people that, that are involved in accomplishing what we accomplished is incredible. Like what goes into accomplishing what we accomplished is absolutely incredible. And so that was, you know, very quickly after we had, had won that game, that was my first and most immediate opportunity just to, to give thanks and, you know, show my appreciation for the people who had gotten us there and had put us in that situation. You know, that's, that's by far, you know, it is today and it will forever be one of the happiest moments of my life. One of the most accomplishing moments of my life for sure. What an incredible story, dude. You're a champion. You have a champion mindset. You're wise beyond your years. I mean, what stood out to me is, the ability to handle a kicker when handling a kicker normally can take, you know, a doctorate in psychology or, you know, being a, being an MD. Like let, on, on the record, like, let me say that that has way more to do with will and who will is than it has to do with me. I mean, it's because there are guys where it takes a doctorate to try and get them, you know, back to reality. Uh, Will is as much, if not more responsible for that, because in order for him, for like any of that to work, he has to be accepting and he has to be capable of it. So that, that was, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I could be there for Will and I could help Will in the ways that I could help him, but that he, he is, I mean, he's the man, dude, like that, that has way more to do with Will than it does with me, but I, what you said. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And look, now that you have experience playing at the highest level, you're on the way, you know, to, to the NFL. I, you've got what it takes. And there's success story out of success story with those being, you know, Reed Ferguson, one of my dear friends who was a long snapper at LSU and his brother, Blake Ferguson, who just finished his rookie year at, at Miami, at the Miami Dolphins. You know, you've seen the blueprint for success with Carson Tinker. You've seen how 
Cole Mazza works. And now it's your turn. And so in the next couple of weeks, you'll have an opportunity, whether that's being drafted, undrafted, getting a call, whatever, to go on to the next level and to show that you can take the skills that you've you know, accumulated on Saturdays in the SEC and national championships, be able to bring it on Sundays. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I, I've been very, very blessed in the fact that, you know, I've, I've seen it from a specialist perspective because of the specialists that I've been around here, but also, I mean, I played at the University of Alabama. I played with a lot of guys who are playing in the National Football League, and I'm, you know, played with a lot of guys this past season who will end up playing in the National Football League. I mean, some of my, you know, best friends in the world are going to end up playing football for a very, very long time. Um, and, you know, like my roommate my freshman year was Minka Fitzpatrick. So I was exposed to a very, at a very, very young age to what it meant to be a pro, like what it meant to carry yourself like a pro, because it's, it's not just a football thing. Like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so I got to watch guys like Minka, Sean Dion Hamilton, like guys who I consider mentors for me that approached everything, as I said earlier, approach everything like a game, you know, and I was able to, to kind of replicate that. And, you know, as I said, as I just said, like, I could not be more blessed to have been in the presence of those guys and to learn it from them. And so like, I always, you know, was able to, to see how they did things and kind of decide that's how I was going to do them, you know, and try and put myself in the best position to have that opportunity because, you know, my, my aspiration ever since I started getting into long snapping was I wanted to play it at the highest level that football is played. And that's, you know, this is just kind of, kind of the next step in that process.